The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Hundreds of thousands of people are expected to take to the skies uh, this weekend. Graeme McQueen, Media Relations Manager at the DAA, it joins me now. Graeme, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Uh, the numbers, uh, how big are the numbers and how do you calculate? Yeah, the numbers are fairly big this weekend. Uh, we've, we're pretty much at these numbers every day, every week at the moment as we come into peak summer season. Uh, between today and Monday, we'll see around 425,000 passengers going through. Around half of those will be departures, half arrivals. Um, and how we work that out is all based on information that's fed to us from airlines about the load factors that they expect for the weekend. So that allows us then to plan ahead get our staffing in order, get our operation in order for the weekend. So today has started well, about 110, 115,000 going through today. Um, so busy day, but we've had a good start and that bodes well for the rest of the weekend. And the country is crippled with worries about inflation. <laughs> anyway, that's by the way. Um, the departures, uh, I suppose, are your main concern. Uh, arrivals, uh, they get off the plane and uh, whether they uh, walk on the tarmac or whether they use the air bridges, uh, they reach the baggage hall Hopefully they get their bags and they skedaddle out of there. However, with departures, a different story. What guidelines are you offering? Yeah, the advice to any passenger, not just this weekend, but over the months to come, is if you're flying on a short-haul flight, so going somewhere in Europe or the UK, you should be in the terminal two hours before your flight. If you're flying further afield on a long-haul flight, you should be here three hours before. So that's our standard advice these days. And if you stick to those to those uh, time frames, you, you'll get through in plenty of time. Um, we've done a big, big job on both terminals uh, in the airport to make sure it's ready for summer. Um, a lot of decluttering, a lot of adding of more seats, family areas, and um, we're in the process of opening five new food and beverage outlets in the airport. So a much better experience awaits uh, uh, passengers this this summer. Um, and we're looking forward to welcoming everybody. Now, the issue of two hours uh, before your short haul flight or three hours before your long haul flight, uh, some of the issues that arose last year were exacerbated by the fact that people were arriving too early for their flights. Mm. And the uh, the terminals can only uh, handle comfortably a a kind of a certain capacity and you expect people to be moving on that's how the airport works um, so there will still be the temptation one suspects from people arriving just that bit earlier yeah, look, I think the scars of last year uh, live long in some people's memories, but we are seeing a, a real change in that passenger behaviour. I think over the over since the end of last August, in fact, we've got 90, 92% of passengers through security in less than 20 minutes. So that type of stable performance is helping to get people peace of mind again. Um, so we're seeing that, uh, thankfully, seeing people turn up uh, less early than what they were last summer. And look, if you stick to the, that advice, two hours before short haul, three hours before long haul, then you're going to have a good experience this summer because we are getting everybody through in good time. Uh, the standards in the terminal, as I say, are much, much better. We've got more staff in place. We're, we're, we've had a year under our belt since we reopened after COVID. Um, so that bodes well for the passengers. Mm. Now, there, there's that little device outside all the loos uh, where you press the smiley face if you were happy with the condition of uh, the loos and uh, the red button if you uh, didn't like what uh, you found. How is that process going now? What's it telling you about how well you're doing? 
Yeah, there's there's a nice pickup in that. Certainly since uh, last last Christmas, we've seen a real uh, improvement in that. So I think that's evidence of what we're doing. We, we've got about 1,500 hours of cleaning going on every single day at the moment. There's 120 spot checks happening in all those toilets. So whenever there is an issue, uh, and you never know what the person in front of you in the toilet is going to leave, but we've got people there um, to react to that and to deal with those issues as they crop up. So um, it's going to be a busy summer, um, but we, we've made every every effort possible to make sure that we're ready for that and hopefully passengers will see that when they come through. Mm-hmm. Now one of the issues with staffing of course you mentioned you've uh, improved your staffing levels um, what about those people who are offering uh, hospitality services uh, the restaurants and cafes and so on uh, some of those could not offer a full service on their return to what might be regarded as normal flying simply because they couldn't get the people. Yeah, I think we're well aware, certainly the experience of last year, we heard loud and clear from passengers that anything that happens in the airport, you know, we have got, we've got to get involved in that and make sure that it's better, make sure it's a good experience for people. So we've been working very hard with the food and beverage outlets, with our cleaning provider, with the baggage providers as well, to make sure that they've got staffing levels where they need to be. Um, we've got very positive signs on that front. Uh, things are looking good going into the summer. Um, there will be days when it's busy, there will be spikes in passengers and there'll be little queues from time to time but we've now got that um, adaptability within within our systems again we've got staffing where it needs to be so that we can move people where necessary to deal with issues as they crop up so that should just all make for a better passenger experience. Mm. Uh, Have you many little pop-up cafe stations? Yeah, we're opening a few of those as well. We've got a cloud picker. Some of your listeners will know from the city centre, some a nice coffee place there opening up at, at the Borden Gates in Terminal 1. Um, and a, a couple more hopefully being added before the end of the summer. So we've lots of places now for people to get food and drink. Um, we're working very closely with our partners as well to make sure we've got good options. So for celiacs, gluten-free, things like that, we know we need to do better in that regard and we're working hard to do it. Now, we've heard about the new, I'd call them universal scanners, uh, which means that people don't have to take liquids and laptops and so on out of their uh, hand luggage. Um, that's an experiment that's ongoing. Uh, you're doing a trial with uh, a few machines you've installed. What can you tell us about that? I mean, will people know which queue has universal scanning and which queue does not? Um, yeah, we're, we're well into that process now. We've now got five scanners across the two, two terminals. So we've got 30 scanners in total that we need to replace. So we're, we've made a good start. The trial phase is over. We, we know it works. We know our, our team can use it well, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to work for Dublin Airport. So that rollout will continue over the next 18 months to two years until they're all replaced. Um, we will pause the, the, the process of installing the new scanners over summer just so we can cope with the passenger numbers going through. We don't want anything to interfere with that this summer. Um, but those scanners will make a big difference for people. Eventually, once we've got them all in, it'll mean you don't need to take your liquids out of your bag. You'll be able to keep your electronics in as well. Um, but for the moment, the, the rules remain the same. Until we get all those scanners in, you don't know what, when you turn up at the airport whether you're going to be using a new scanner or an old scanner. So continue to prepare for security in the same way. Prepare to take your liquids out. Make sure they're under 100 millilitres, and that'll make sure that you get through as quick as possible. Now, will the 100 millilitres uh, limit go when the new scanners come in? I mean, could you have a bottle of uh, aftershave or something that's 250 mils instead of 100 when the new scanners are fully operational? 
Yeah, that that that'll be the case, Pat. Yeah, once once we get them all in, uh, we'll probably finish T two by the end of this year, or or certainly into quarter two next year. We'd look to have that finished, and then there's a bit more work required in Terminal One. We've a bit of re-strengthening work to do just to make sure we can get all these scanners in. They're heavy. Um, it, I know it's new technology. And you think they might be lighter, but they're actually much heavier than the old scanner. So once they're in, those liquid rules will change, and we'll be like a lot of other airports around Europe who are, who are working hard on this at the moment yeah. to get these scanners in it's a big process it's expensive and um, but, but but we'll get there as soon as we yeah. possibly can now we should also remind people i suppose uh, that even when dublin airport is fully compliant with the new scanners uh, it all will depend on what's going on at the other airport your destination airport uh, perhaps uh, when you're returning they may not have this technology so uh, just beware that there are two ends to each uh, of the journeys um, now uh, the other thing is about about, you know, crowding in the terminals and so on. And uh, you probably were, uh, I know you're aware of the 260 acres that Ulick Machiavelli uh, uh, and his colleagues are putting on the market. It looks like you should be the customer for that land. Well, I heard your interview the other day, Pat, with him, and I think he hopes we're the customer for that land. I think we would look at that land like any other opportunity that pops up around the vicinity of the airport. We'll take a look at it, and if it's a deal for us, we we may we, we may look at it. In terms of Terminal 3, though, we don't see a need for Terminal 3 anytime soon. You're talking many, many years yeah. away. Um, and then there's also the question, but what is the best location for a Terminal 3 way down the line? We would probably see it as being closer to T1 and T2, which is where Metrolink is going to come in it's where all the bus networks um, are being improved to, to, to service that area so building the terminal three on the other side of the runway doesn't possibly make that much sense so but look we will look at that as an opportunity yeah. and well i understand <laughs> this will be a negotiation if you are interested but you know on the face of it you'd be very foolish to let that land go because once it's gone for other purposes you'll never get it back I mean, it could be a low-rise data centre, for example, where the presence of planes wouldn't bother them at all. Uh, They could build something like that there if they could get a grid connection. There are other possible uses besides grazing cattle. So, um, you know, this is a, a moment in time. One thing I would say, Pat, is that our team are very good at master planning. Uh, we're very good at planning for the future and the land that we need to, to expand the airport. You see that with Terminal 2. You, you see that with North Runway as well. We're very good at this sort of thing. So if we see an opportunity, if we see something that we need to do, then I, I certainly think the team will act on it. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see how all of that uh, pans out. The other thing, of course, it could be is for somehow is car parking. And you have an issue with car parking at, at the moment. We spoke before, Graham, you and I, about that uh, disputed uh, purchase of uh, the other car park that is now not in use, which seems strange that even during the sales process, it could not have been, you know, hired or uh, utilized for the summer. Um, so, what is the parking situation? Are people told now, get a taxi, get a bus, do not take the private car this weekend? Yeah, well, we still have 23,000 spaces that we control as DAA. and They're pretty much booked up um, for, for the coming weeks. So anyone who hasn't booked a car parking space already, we'd urge them to get online pretty quick and have a look and see if they can book that car park space. Um, even if you're flying in July and August, you want to do that as soon as possible. If you can't find a space online, though, that means there, will, there won't be a space here for you. So you do need to look at the alternative options. We are exploring all opportunities to, to increase the number of spaces here, but we're meeting 
meeting a lot of brick walls at the moment. Um, as you say, we have put in a bid to buy the old Quick Park facility, which would get 6,000 spaces back on stream. Those spaces are lying closed at the moment, which is a frustration for everyone, I think. So we would like to get them back up and running, but there's a, there's a process ongoing to make sure that the, the competition authority uh, are happy with that deal. So until that process is concluded, we're limited by the number of spaces we have. So that is a frustration for passengers, but if they plan accordingly, they can get through it this summer. Now, uh, some of the questions coming in, Graham. Why is the DAA gouging people with car parking charges disgraceful? For example, last Tuesday, 12 days parking in the blue car park for August was 124. The next day it went up to 163. I think that just shows why you've got a book as soon as you possibly can, Pat. We this is the, what you call dynamic on. parking, that the price, uh, dynamic pricing, the price depends on the demand. Exactly, yeah. It's the same way a flight would work. The more full the flight gets, the higher the price goes. We've had to really utilise that model in recent weeks because the spaces there are so limited. So if we were to make everything €50 for a week, um, they'd sell out instantly. And that would mean that a lot of people who could get to the airport by alternative means would just simply pick a car parking space. Those who need to park most would be locked out of the car parks. They wouldn't have any anywhere to park. They wouldn't be able to get here. So it, we see it as the best way of managing the very yeah. tight spaces that we've um, got at the moment. Someone says a shopping centre doesn't charge more for parking at Christmas. You know, they don't do dynamic pricing. Yeah, well, look, those, if you took one-fifth of those shopping centres' car parking spaces away, I think they would have a pretty tight squeeze in their car parks as well. So we're having to manage a very tricky situation at the moment. Hopefully we can get those quick park spaces back open soon and that will help alleviate the issues. Another one, can you ask about early luggage drops for 6am flights that uh, was in place last year? Some airlines do that, so the recommendation there would be to check with your airline in advance. Uh, and if you can do that, we'd recommend it. It's a great way of saving time on the day of your flight. Uh, what about the manual ticket checking in T2 prior to security screening? When is that going to change? We're looking at that at the moment and, and hopefully we'll have some news over the coming months, Pat. OK, and a final one for the moment, Declan in Dublin 8. Please ask them not to play very loud disco music in the bars and restaurants all day in Terminal 1. I'll certainly pass that on, Pat. And, um, <laughs> and I, I know you mentioned you've Noel Gallagher coming up uh, later on, so maybe maybe we'll get some Noel Gallagher on as well to soothe the passengers mm-hmm. as they head off on their flight. The, the problem with anything that you play over the, the loudspeakers is that one man's music is another man's noise. That's the reality of it. Graham, thank you very much. Hope everything goes smoothly over the weekend in uh, Dublin Airport and beyond. Uh, Graham McQueen, Media Relations Manager at uh, DAA. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.